0: Make an AI that makes its own AIs? That just seems. <laughs> you it's
1: know constantly
2: studying gameplay videos.
1: All, all it knows is how to shoot humans. <laughs>
2: and one day it just 3D prints itself. And a gun. And a wingman. And <laughs> yeah, a wingman. It just, just goes around like it's over, son. You know, all it says hey. is, I am the champion. <laughs> Give me that dub. All the time.
0: Give me that dub. Hey, hey, hey there internet people, you already know what it is, it's the Super Agile Bros in the building, we about to get it in, it's your boy Bradston, you know, your host I guess for the evening, um, today's gonna be a good one, we're gonna be talking about AI, artificial intelligence and in games, and uh, we're gonna get in there deep, talk about a lot of stuff that we experience in games, and uh, hopefully I share some uh, <laughs> interesting stories, so before we get started, you know what I gotta do, I gotta introduce the boys, the Super Agile Bros themselves, First to the table is my boy Kyle. Kyle, how you doing today, sir?
2: What's going on, everybody? And a beep, beep, boop, boop, bop to our AI listeners. Yes, yes, the AI overlords who are listening
0: to this in the year of 20XX, the same year that uh, the Nintendo Switch the yeah. del- <laughs> Deluxe comes out. Um, yeah, I can't believe they
1: said 20XX.
0: <laughs> and as you've already heard his voice, the boy Steve-O, oh, I guess, uh, I don't know, are you wearing glasses today, Steve? Uh, or no? No. You're, you're good. I am. Contacts? Okay, mm. so uh Glasses Steve. Introduce yourself, say hello to the people. Hello. <laughs> that, what that's a beat. That's the most chill, correct hello I've ever heard <laughs> from good old four eyes Steve O himself. Glasses so. Steve, what have they done to you? What have they Man, done? It's, it's
1: like it's... I'm being—it's like I'm back in high school all over again. <laughs> I, I was watching
0: X Files with Shailene, and there's like this episode where like there's this army base, and this like soldier gets like his mind wiped, and like the the Close. wife when they come like Scully and Mulder or whatever they show to the house, and he's she's like, he's not my husband. He's not Oops. my husband. I feel like that's <laughs> how I feel about you right now. He's not my Steve. He's not hmm. my Steve. It's not. Well, you. I'm
1: not your husband either
0: no no not in this life or the next so um cool let's get it cracking and popping so like i said today we're going to be talking about the ai in uh video games so i already kind of prepped the guys a little bit so i asked them the question how do you do you feel like ai and games have had a big impact on your enjoyment in games and if so why why not so basically what i mean by that question is like has does ai matter to you when you play games and it doesn't even have an impact, uh, you know, like on your experience or is it just something that you only notice, like when it's really bad or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, what about, so how do you guys feel about that? I guess we'll start with Kyle. Kyle, what do you, what do you think about AI and games in general? And if they have an impact
2: on your enjoyment in games? So I think AI is kind of broad as far as, you know, what it is in games. Um, to me, the simplest form of like AI is just something that moves outside of the will of the player. Um, so because, you know, nothing inside a game is alive, but if it's moving of its own volition, then I think that constitutes enough for AI. So when I first started playing games, you know, like the first AI experience I could think of is like a Goomba okay. or the ghost in Pac-Man, you know, something that's it's got its own prerogative. It's not smart in any way but it does make the game more enjoyable to me it being there and there's some intelligence i guess for it to acknowledge my existence as the player so yeah i think a lot of the games that i've played like passively have had ai so i I appreciate even the smallest amount of artificial intelligence
0: okay and so you don't feel like it like to you, it's not a big thing. Like it's not a big impact, but you're happy that it's there in general.
2: Not all the time. It's not. Um You know, I feel like it, it does make the the biggest impact whenever it's like noticeably bad. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, yeah, I just it's more of a passive appreciation.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: How about you, Sir Steve, Sir Glasses Steve?
1: <laughs> nah, I've been knighted. You've been knighted. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think your question is poorly formed. I think Horrible. that I always Yeah AI... He's always hater. He
0: gonna call me out on the podcast. He could have said this before him, but he wanna try me. He won't in front <laughs> well, of the people. Our our super agile brother nation. How dare you? But yeah, go ahead and continue. <laughs> Nation. Brad's <laughs> like you're not my super
1: agile brother anymore. Ooh. Super agile cousin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's our spinoff.
1: Slightly <laughs> agile cousin. Slightly. Ooh. Slightly nimble, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's our spinoff show. Yeah, no, what, what I mean by that is that I think that AI does have a huge impact, but it's not always an obvious impact. So you you kind of raise it as like an, either it's a big thing or you don't notice it. I'm like, no, it's a big thing and I don't notice it. Mm. Like Kyle said, unless it's bad. Usually, unless it's bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically everything that runs in a game that isn't me and that isn't I would say maybe not like simple systems, but uh, everything I would loosely define as AI. Uh, and so, or anything that's not random as well. But uh, yeah, I think that without that, most games would be trash. And if it wasn't well-made, most games would be trash. So yeah, I think it's a huge part of the enjoyment.
0: Well, so so you feel like for you personally, it has a big impact on your level of enjoyment on a game
1: yeah well yes but not because i'm thinking like wow this ai is so good but because (laughs) if the ai wasn't good it would the game would be less fun to play like the characters the you know the enemies wouldn't move around well or you know the npcs wouldn't respond well to whatever's going on in the rpg you know like it It wouldn't be, it would be obvious, but it wouldn't be bad because it's obvious. It would just be bad and it would be obvious. Mm -hmm.
0: It's interesting because like, I think maybe I'm more aware of it just because like, uh, I don't know, like it, it matters to me. And also because of my background in game development and actually having to do some AI work in games, you know? So I kind of have an idea of what it takes and, you know, also going to GDC and watching G- GDC, for those who don't know, is a game developers conf- the Game Developers Conference where they talk about AI and why it works a certain way and what happens mm-hmm. and consequences and whatever. Um, and for me, I, I think, you know, I agree with you guys in some degree that it's not, like, obvious per se, but I think the fact that it's not obvious is, makes it actually very obvious. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, if you remove it, it all of a sudden, you know, the game doesn't matter. But also, like for example, I'm gonna just get straight into it. Like a game that me and Kyle are playing right now is Division Two. Um, is and it P-Division the
1: Division or is it just General Division?
2: It's math, a uh, uh, math blaster. Yeah, the clone the spiritual it's successor.
1: successor level two. <laughs> <It's> clone. congrats. <laughs> yes, it's,
2: is <laughs> uh, all
0: 4K graphics on the, when you do fractions and stuff like that? It's really cool, bro.
1: I want to play Putt Putt Saves the Zoo in 4K, 90 frames per second. Ooh,
2: mm. Get Forza on the phone. Mm. <laughs> First of all, like,
0: like, <laughs> our, our, like, I bet you games like that, that far back weren't like, well, this is like a game developer joke, but essentially, like, we're not uh their frame rates were based on or how fast the game played was just based on the the speed of the computer so those games oh, yeah. like run like like <laughs> like a million degrees per second fast like like what is even happening
1: <laughs> i want to yeah. see a meat canyon 3d render 3d rendered video of no, Put, stop. Putt stop. Saves of Zoo oh my god with forza graphics stop but with the dragon ball z like moving face that he did that one time
0: Stop. I don't want Meat Canyon <laughs> anything. Like I asked in the comments. After I saw uh what was it? Uh LeBron James <laughs> and I think I'm good. I think I'm good with Meat Canyon. I avoid the videos now. <laughs> I've been I've been thoroughly traumatized. It's such but, high quality. It's so good. they they did a good job at he did Demon Slayer. I think I'm good, man. It was horrifying. I don't even want to know but um <laughs> the division I don't even, it's division right Kyle it's not
2: the division it's just division. I think it is the I'm trying to remember the logo the d, d was has the, like the was back that. end of it cut off and I think that's to make room for the word z but I'm okay. not certain I know the letter the D division is like yellow
0: that's all I remember really yeah. um so we'll say z because that sounds better so the division two so me and Kyle have been playing. Also, shout out to Rob, one of our listeners, uh, one of our uh, part of the Super Agile Bro Nation, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also another friend of ours, uh, of of ours, Millie. And we've been playing, and me and Kyle have been playing together, and you know, with Rob and Millie from time to time. But anyway, one thing that's really been cool to me that I've enjoyed about the game is that the AI seems to actually like be doing stuff, like. Mm-hmm um and it's definitely apparent like sometimes like we'll be just doing our thing like whatever like oh we want to go do a mission and then like our ally ai will be like just patrolling somewhere and then we'll just hear gunshots like pop pop <laughs> like stuff going off we're like what is happening <laughs> and then like yeah. another group has shown up and starts fighting them and then there's different factions so the different factions don't necessarily like each other so sometimes the different factions will be fighting each other and it's just like This chaos and all of them are like taking cover on each other, throwing grenades, like using abilities, uh, robo dogs. That's a whole nother problem. Drones, drones, like all the stuff is happening. And then we enter the battle and how they deal with our presence in the battle is like, yeah, they might focus on us and they might not focus on us or they like the nuances of that. And then how they deal with like cover and how they deal with like us flanking them, like even, you know, to me, like the cool A.I. Where it like says, he's flanking us. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> if I use my drone, he's like, oh no, he's still not a stupid drone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like they're very much like, they feel like they're a part of the world and that they're like actually aware of our actions and what we're doing and why they're doing it. This has really made the game like so much more immersive, like versus okay. a, borderlands, a Borderlands, which has AI, but the AI is just kind of like just running around, <laughs> shooting at you, like. You don't necessarily feel like it's in, intelligent you know what i'm saying but you do feel like all the enemies are kind of dumb you know when you think it's about less it. intelligent yeah yeah
1: so here's the question i feel like you touched on two different things i was thinking about them and then you touched on them both do you Ooh. think that good ai depends is more about um immersion like saying things that make you feel like it's you know uh like it knows what you're doing and it's thinking for itself, or the mm. character is thinking. Or is it more pivotal to have AI that gives a good challenge where you have, you know, NPCs that will flank you or will like work together to, uh, you know, to get you in a pincer or something? I guess it's the same thing, but, you know, we'll yeah. be like tactical. Yeah, I think the context yeah. mm-hmm.
2: it makes, because even the example of, I guess because r- both the division and Borderlands, you know, heavy looter shooter style games, and yeah, the enemies they use cover and stuff, and they have different variations of enemies. Like they, we recently enc- started encountering these like kamikaze guys mm-hmm. in the division. Oh, they're the worst. And so they're <laughs> a lot like the uh, uh, what are they called in Borderlands? It's the like the main psychos, the, the, the psychos. psychos. Yeah, the one yeah. throwing grenades on them. Yeah, and so. Based on that, like, there's a lot of similarities, I guess, between, like, archetypes of enemies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even those guys, like, they they don't just scream incoherent ramblings when they're running at you, like, in Borderlands. Like, they'll say words, like, I'm going to get you or something along those lines. While in Borderlands, you know, you're it's kind of, like, apocalyptic and everybody's just mm-hmm. living off the land. And they're even called psychos. So, like, half of the stuff that they say is just, you know, gibberish. Just
1: bonkers, yeah.
2: Nonsense. And so as far as immersion is concerned, I think that they both kind of are very successful in, like, who you're fighting against, even though, like, if you were to strip them down to, like, bare bones, the same archetypes kind of exist.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. And I feel like I, I see what you're saying about Borderlands in the sense that, like, in many ways, n- nothing against Borderlands is kind of a dumb game, if you think about sure. it. Like, Most of just charge you yeah like the characters even that you interact with are kind of dumb the mm-hmm. The enemies you fight tend to be like savages or mm-hmm. disrespectful like inbred like you know like it's like a lot of weird like you never feel like your enemies are intellectuals no <laughs> you know um, ver- versus in in division you have like different types of enemies and yeah. like you got like your paramilitary type who are who definitely feel a lot more like tactical, and then you Organized. have like
2: yeah.
0: you're who I still don't know what the group is. The dudes who run around with shields. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot. Yeah, I don't know their names. Arrows.
0: Like they That's just charge and just get murdered. Like
2: it's dope. It feels bad killing them. Like they they're not ready. Um, Are they the coyotes? Because somebody mentioned coyotes before. The hyenas yeah. were like the main ones, mm-hmm. and then these last guys they have some sort of military sounding name. I can't remember. Yeah. True yeah. Sons?
0: The, no, the True Sons is another one, but the new guys—I can't remember their name—but they're the yeah. most like paramilitary. And we got to talk about the the mega drone that we fought in the middle of the street. First of all, Division Two is ridiculous. That's a whole other yeah. game. Got to gotta play about. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Steve, you got to play it. But um, but yeah, like like the the enemies definitely have different a different feel. So maybe maybe that's fair. Like in Borderlands, it's more about just like shooting your wild guns. Like, and it's not a cover game. Right. Yeah, it's not.
2: So, maybe the enemies so it's don't. It's not a tactics maybe. game either. Exactly. No. It's it's especially know. because of your abilities, most of them need you to charge into battle for them to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and and I think like the different enemy types, like the brute type, swole dude who just has a big gun shooting, and he has a ridiculous amount of health, and then the normal enemies they kind of run around a lot in Borderlands, mm-hmm. and this one is a similar idea. And actually there's something uh, in Division, I'm sorry, there's a similar idea where like they have the brute type and they just have like giant Gatling guns and like a ton of armor and they just like walk in the middle of the battle. And, and one thing that's been happening recently for me and Kyle is that like once a gold enemy comes in, that's what like the heavily armored ones are. We just, like, centralize all of our attacks (laughs) on that enemy, and we just kill them immediately. And, like, something about their AI doesn't make them as defensive.
2: Hmm. You
0: know? Because they have so much armor. So they're kind of stupid
2: compared to, like, the normal enemies, you know? Yeah, they're not really threatening unless you're, like, out in the open and they target you. Then they'll melt you. But Mm -hmm. But that rarely happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Um, other than... Other than those two things, the what is it? I forgot already. Um, immersion and mm-hmm. uh challenge. Are mm-hmm. there any other aspects that about the AIs in those games that you like? Like that's totally orthogonal to those two concepts. Because in my mind, I feel like that pretty much covers it. Like those are the two things. Well,
0: well, I think there's a lot of different nuances to like AI, right? Like, so you're you're talking okay, so like. There's like enemy AI, like they're the threat, right? The challenge, like you were saying, like, you know, they're shooting at you, you're shooting at them and that battle. And then you, there's like the contextual AI, which can be a part of the battle, but also like that's the quips, right? Like, oh, somebody's coming in this direction and they might respond in kind. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's just like AI that's more of like, more of like an NPC kind of thing. Where when you're not engaged with an enemy and the enemy's unaware of your presence or even a character is unaware of your presence, what they do when you're not there, you know, like, I feel like that's another thing. Like, are they living their own life when you're not well, around? You know, well, for to me, me that,
1: that falls under immersion.
0: So. So you think em- immersion and context are different?
1: No, I'm saying I think they're the same. The two things that you just said, I think. Oh, so
2: you were going for for super high level. Yeah, I think we could narrow down both of them into different scenarios. Because I think for me, when I think of immersion, it's both like enemies making sense Mm -hmm. as far as like the environment they're in. Like, say, if you have an ice level, you don't want to see the fire guy in there for some reason. You want to see ice enemies. And Yeah. yeah, I think another level of immersion is, you know do NPCs or characters seem to just wait around for you? Or are they doing something until you get there? Can you startle them? You know, because there definitely are games that like thrive on either of those, but then fall Mm -hmm. flat. Otherwise.
0: Well, well, one thing I did want to say is in a weird way to me, even the aspect of like challenge to me falls within the immersion aspect as well, because like, for example, I'm playing God of War, right? And as you approach the, like, the climax of a certain level, right? I feel like the enemies should become more intelligent as you approach the more important people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, yeah, like, yeah. you know how in Star Wars, like, they have, like, the different, you know, um, what do you call those guys? I almost called them Koopa Troopers. The Troopers? Uh, Storm Troopers? Storm (laughs) Troopers. Koopa Troopers. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You were really close. Star Wars fans are like, I'm subscribing. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, like they have different levels. And I feel like that's important to me. Like if I get, if I just fight the same enemy all the way through and then Mm -hmm. I get to the boss who's just a gangster, then it's weird. But it's cool when I see like kind of as I approach the boss, the enemies and how they
2: approach me change. You know, um, which isn't fair. Yeah, it's cool when they kind of reflect, you know, on your approach to Darth Koopa. You know, they start to (laughs) gain abilities similar to his. Because then that almost, like, prepares you for the challenge to come. Mm
1: -hmm. But I think what Brad's saying is it also makes sense. Like, of course, the stronger, more intelligent guys would be higher up in the organization.
2: That does make
0: sense, yeah. Yeah, so so to me, it all falls under immersion, but... So I yeah, guess what do what you, what do you try? What do you, I guess. Maybe there's
1: a better use? word than for the better word than immersion than, uh, so describe, can,
0: describe, describe kind of what you were saying again because I yeah. might have missed it. I might have missed it.
1: So I think we agree on challenge, right? Like a more mm-hmm. interesting, a well done AI provides a better challenge because the enemy NPCs act smarter. Uh, they don't just walk out and get headshot. Um, Maybe so. The other the other aspect I think on what I'm describing maybe it's like detail. So you're talking, you know, the quips, uh, the reactions to little things that you do that aren't necessarily like they Ah, don't necessarily add to the challenge or the gameplay. So like in Halo, um, if if sometimes when you're shooting at enemies with one of the Marines and you kill the enemy, the Marine will complain that you stole his kill. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and actually, I just watched a video someone sent me from Halo Two. Where you're playing as the arbiter, and one of the grunts does the same thing, and the grunt literally says like, "Oh sure, I waste all my ammo, and then you take my kill," and then he runs <laughs> out, he runs out, and he rage shoots the corpse that you just killed at like really? three or four oh. times with the with the pistol for no reason. i I'm That is like, wow. super cool.
0: That is they're all they were ahead of the game, man.
1: They were seriously they were ahead of the game. Man, so for me that's that awesome. that's what I was saying as immersion, <laughs> but maybe a better way is a better description would be like detail or I,
0: I like I like the idea of like con- Contextual like AI like AI that's like Just reacts reactive AI like to the world like they mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily Add any value as far as like challenge. Like yeah. You said it's like, like flavor re- text. Yeah, like flavor You know one of the, one of the you just remind me of one of my favorite moments I think of all time in gaming is when I was first introduced to like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Ooh. I believe. Yes, yeah, San Andreas. And I was playing, and one thing that was cool about this game from the ones before was that it, the AI, uh, the people walking around the street were more like contextualized or, or more mm-hmm. you know, involved.
1: They
2: felt
0: real. They felt real. So, one, so w- <laughs> I had my character CJ and CJ, I kept taking him to the gym. And I kept just trying to get them swole, like as swole as swole as possible. And you could only like work out once a day or whatever. So eventually I got them to the maximum swoleness um, as, as one would. And <laughs> I just remember I walked out of my house onto, you know, the block on Grove Street. You know, y- y'all know shout out to Grove Street Grove Street <laughs> and I walk outside and one of the homies like runs across the street and he's like yo son you looking jack bro how you get so swole (laughs) like he's like hyping me up because i got swole and he noticed my change and to me that was one of the most like yeah i I felt like at that point i wasn't playing a (laughs) game it was you know crazy it was crazy i I don't i don't know if y'all ever had moments like that but
1: yeah i had had exactly or i had a very similar (laughs) moment actually so this was later in life. I I'm sure this happened before, but this is the one thing that always stuck with me. In Bastion, once again, repping Super Giant, um, that game has incredible narration. Uh, basically, you have this old man who's narrating the story as you go, but he throws in like lots and lots of flavor text based on what you're saying, and it really feels like a man talking. There's no like repeats. There's no loops. Yeah. Um. So near the beginning of the game. Basically, you wake up on this, like, floating island at the middle of just darkness. You're in your bed, and there's, like, a floor, and the floor just ends. But then as you move around, the game kind of fills in land around you. Like, it <laughs> falls into place. So, it was a really cool effect, and I'm, like, le- I'm learning the controls. I learned that there's, like, a little dash roll that you can do. So, I'm dash rolling down this path. Um, but because the land is falling into place, you don't always know, the ter- like, the layout of what will be the terrain. So at one point I dash rolled right off the edge into empty space. And, uh, this is the first time I had died or it's the first time I fell off the edge. And I think the narrator said something like, and the kid fell to his death. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then after you fall off the edge in the game, what happens is you lose a little bit of health and then you fall back onto land. So you don't lose a life or a game over or anything. You just lose some health and keep going. So he goes, the kid fell to his death, and then I fell back on the land, and he goes, ah, I'm just messing. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so great. That's and awesome. it was, the whole game was just full of stuff like that, where, you know, you would, you would kill the boss, and he would comment on how efficiently you, like, you know, that windbag has gone now, son, you know. Uh, it was yeah, I remember cool.
2: seeing the early clips of that game. I haven't played it myself, but it was just like, there was a room, like, full of boxes or something. And, you know, the instinct, if you've played any RPGs, is to just go to town on the boxes, breaking everything, mm-hmm. looking for coins. Mm-hmm. And I forgot exactly what he says, but he's like, the the kid just went wild for a little while or something yeah. like that. And just <laughs> tearing, tearing the place apart. So, yeah, it was super good. But I think that kind of falls in line with, like, I think somebody mentioned earlier, NPCs that don't necessarily, like, you don't fight them. They don't follow you around. They may not necessarily give you, you know, value tangibly but it's like they make the world feel lived in because they're kind of standing beside you as far as experiencing things with you Mm. Mm. yeah
0: yeah i mean 3ms have you had a moment one of those like whoa the ai and this is super cool like that you can remember like wow like this you know this
2: yeah um so i i think gta for all the the badge (laughs) press they get Are fantastic simulation games and you know the way that they handle those tiny completely missable interactions is great because um i think it was in gta 5 i had a really nice car and i pulled like onto the sidewalk as you do and was doing (laughs) something else harassing somebody or something but somebody else walked up and like they pulled their camera out and took a picture of my car and they were like, "Oh, what a nice car." So they didn't just comment on it. Like they had a completely like new animation wow to really like show appreciation for my car. And I was like, "Man, that is next level." Cuz mm-hmm. like in the in the grand scheme of things, though, know, a voice clip is quote-unquote the easy route. But and then um a similar thing happened in uh I I'll, I'll plug this game every chance I get but the latest Spider-Man's um, <laughs> one of the things I'm sure that people do the least is like run on the street mm-hmm. but there are tons of people in New York and yeah. if you're just walking and you slow down for a minute some of them will approach you and like you have special events where you can high five them or they'll say certain things and it's just like those little details that are completely unnecessary because you're maybe standing on the ground 10 minutes out of the 14 hours you're playing that game so wow. For yeah, them like, to go through
1: the effort. And Spider-Man, every time I landed or, like, jumped to the ground, whoever I landed next to would, like, throw his hands up and be like, ah. Yeah. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, it's just, and then you hear someone across the street, oh, it's Spider-Man. You know, like, mm-hmm. they would definitely react to you. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's right. That, that's, like, the little pieces. Like, it's, like, hard to forget. It's easy to forget, maybe, this better way to say that, like. Number one, a person had to put that AI in and it had to go in with intent and it took time. So like anytime mm-hmm. an N P C does something that's complete like it's like art, right, in a game. Like when they model a trash can in an alley, like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like a player may never see it, but if you were to walk into that alley and the trash can look didn't match or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Yeah. you'd be like, this game is trash. Um, (laughs) Like the assets in the latest Pokemon game. (laughs) You know, it just does not. What's going on here? And I think that's like, like super crazy. I think one of the games that the first games that I ever really know, like, not that I like San Andreas is one time that like blew my mind. Like, like what? This is crazy. Like, but a game where it was a part of the game mechanic, like it wasn't an NPC thing. But where the AI felt like like so cool was a game. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it or played it. It's called Black and White. Have y'all ever heard mm-hmm. of that game? I don't think so. Ooh, it like, sounds familiar. Oh, y'all, I want y'all to play this. It's an old game. It's a game made by, um, I think it was made by Peter Molyneux. Yeah, oh. that's, um, back in the day before, you know, he started making all the, uh, what's it called, games. Fables. And, yeah. Before he made the fables, because this is kind of one of those games where he was really messing with the idea of how like how you do things and light and dark and also NPCs having feelings about you and stuff like that uh, or, or likes and dislikes. So anyway, in this game, essentially, it's like a God game, but like you're literally supposed to be some type of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just control a little hand that just goes around. And the hand can like pick things up, it can poke things, it can slap things, and it can cast magic, right? But it's just a disembodied hand, right? It just Mm. goes around. And the premise of the game is that like, you like are a god of these people uh, who are doing stuff and they all have AI and there's like villages and there's little kids and there's men and children and they all kind of act and behave different ways depending on how you interact with them so like if you like pick up a villager and throw them they might be scared of you every time you come around you know or if you cast magic in the village like evil magic like lightning then people won't they'll fear you but they won't love you but if you like use good magic which is like making grain they'll like every time you come around they'll go ah our god is here you know like they will be like different things so it becomes this thing where you're like managing villages and taking care of their needs and there's little storylines. But one element that's really crazy is that eventually you get basically a, uh, a pet, not a pet, but um, not an avatar. What's the word? A familiar kind of sort of. Okay. And you can choose a type. And basically they all have different types of personalities. And like you're supposed to get your familiar to help you be a god. And so you need to teach it things, like literally teach it, like how to treat the village.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: it'll just be walking around and you won't be paying attention. And then you hear some, like like you'll you'll see some like uh, icon come up, like people are in fear and you'll go back and you're like monster familiar, is in the village, just wrecking things. Like wow, just kicking stuff and just acting a fool like a bad teenager, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And then, so you gotta grab them, pull them out of town. And how you discipline is like, <laughs> i had too much fun with this you like you have to slap him like this, <laughs> and it's just your hand going you know, fun slapping slap. you're familiar yeah and then slapping his legs out but you don't you want to like not <laughs> like you're disciplining it like i guys i really want you guys to play this game it's so great it sounds wild man. it's wild like to think that this was made like literally 20 years ago and basically <laughs> if if it's doing a good thing and uh, if it's doing a bad thing and you like discipline it will It's less likely to do that thing, but it's not necessarily that it won't do it. It might do it when you're not around. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It might pee on people. It might like poop on people. It might throw oh stuff gosh. at people. But you gotta. So you catch have to it. train it. You have to train it. It's like a pet. Um, what? And if For you. A child. If you pet it and like get gr- <laughs> gr- uh, groom it and stuff, when after it does a good thing, like say it goes and grabs some grain and it carries it and drops it in the market. And, like, the people are like, thank you. And then you, like, pet it. It'll do that more often. Oh. And and it becomes this really crazy game of, like, managing your pet. And, like, if you discipline him too much, he starts to get turned evil. If you if he does eat too many people, because he does. Sometimes you'll catch him about to eat somebody. You got to snatch it out of his hand. Like, it's it is such <laughs> a great game. Uh, I don't. I I I don't know why nobody's never play, nobody's never nobody's ever made a game like that again because it was so cool and that was twenty. That plus sounds, years
2: sounds sounds like it'd be a nightmare to sounds like Parenthood. Those associations, because <laughs> yeah. even like I've trained an actual animal and having to like that window, that little window of time you have to like show them that what they did was wrong and for mm-hmm. them to build the association between the discipline and the action mm-hmm. is like so hard yeah yeah and they, so i'd yeah. imagine i guess it's more forgiving in a game but
0: uh. i don't know i mean sometimes it would just go off the rails like my monster would just be eating people and like breaking stuff and i you know and then i accidentally <laughs> pet it and it'd be like yay
1: <laughs> that's a good thing i'll do this more <laughs> yeah.
0: thanks master of course yeah. it was an accident <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, i mean
0: i don't know if i had a question but i was just more like that game is one of those games where like it felt like so crazy how many interactions in AI? I don't know if you guys have ever played a game that felt so AI intensive, like you know where it was more about the like you the system of the game than you like you yourself as the player playing the game, you know.
2: So that sounds similar to like you know Sims games where mm. you I get are these sandboxes or you like you're you're more of a spectator with. Mm-hmm. I guess, influence than you yeah, are sure. a player. So yeah. I I think that's always pretty cool. AI that you just, that all you can do is influence them. Do you guys like that kind of game in general, like a game, like
0: a God game where you're not really, I don't,
1: I, uh,
0: what, why, why not?
1: Uh, I guess it just doesn't capture my, my imagination, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't usually feel a connection to the characters or to the village or whoever, um and i feel like those games kind of have less gameplay and more decision making and for me i'm like i'd rather just have gameplay
2: mm. yeah that's fair because it is a lot of management
1: on when you think about it yeah it's yeah, like oh fair. do i want to be good or bad decision made i'll just do all the good things and not the bad things
0: well wasn't wasn't that game that you're talking about dark room or whatever the dark room isn't it kind of a uh game like the that? text game yeah, yeah.
1: um uh, I mean, that's less decision and more strategy, Um and because you, yeah, you 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 you're do taking kind risks.
2: Of have a player in that game. Yeah,
1: you're taking risks, and you're there's also like a level of discovery, and uh, th- you know there's some theming in there that's interesting. Although to your to your point, I haven't been playing that nonstop either. So like, yeah, it's less enticing to me than other games.
2: So my my favorite type of game, I guess, that would fit into this category is totally accurate battle simulator. Because <laughs> oh my gosh. you have so little control over what those fools do. <laughs> but it's it's so hilarious to see them struggle.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a game for scientists. That's like that's like let's set up these initial conditions and see mm-hmm. what happens. And then you just tweak you tweak ever so slightly the initial conditions and like you get a totally different outcome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. I saw hard some
1: though. battles. It was like, it was like every, all the Justice League versus the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just <laughs> dumb stuff like that. And I watched it because I'm an idiot. You watched <laughs> it. Because <laughs> you wanted I'm to know ta- who would win. I, I didn't ha- even do play the game and do it myself. I watched it on YouTube. Like.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, it's the same experience, right? In a way, like you're
2: just. Yeah, you're it happen. Yeah, either way, you'll be watching. You know, and yeah. the mods are kind of a headache too. I modded mine a little bit, and first off, they're super unstable. And then, you know, the ones you get, even the ones that are high rated, some of them are just absolute garbage. So, like, even if they do kind of work, either they'll crash the game or the AI will get mixed up somehow. And the like, the vanilla game is is really good
1: so talking of ai Mm -hmm. how is the ai in that game like i I feel like when i've seen it basically the characters just run toward each other and use whatever two or three (laughs) attacks they have yeah there's not really any intelligence there
2: yeah on the surface I'd, i'd agree it's super simple um so they do choose a target you know like there are multiple enemies on both sides And there are mechanics that you can cause them to like switch sides so they can retarget. And there's, at least in the, the, one of the latest versions, you can actually take control over some of the units. And so they do have, I guess, AI that you can override to a degree. It's still, it's still really wonky. Like it still feels like they want to do their own thing, which is kind of a a weird experience. You know, it's, it's really like you're possessing them because they're so un, un, what is it? Unyielding or, (laughs) <laughs> they're fighting you yeah it legit feels <laughs> their like <they> are. <laughs> their friend
1: their friend is like fight it you don't have to be a weapon don't,
0: give in. <laughs> don't do this you know this is kind. Of, i know this is kind of not the same but it kind of reminds me of uh like rts's because like mm. in a, a real-time strategy it's like you know you have your units and your units kind of decide how they're going to attack but mm-hmm. like you have, like, some control over it because you can control, like, where they attack from, kind of, sort of. You know, you can kind of path them and, like, maybe their formation. But, like, at the end of the day, like, once the battle starts, it's kind of like them and the AI figuring out what to do. You know, I used Mm -hmm. to really love Age of Empires and, like, messing around with formations. Okay, I want everybody to be in a a rectangular. Oh, no, I want them to be circular. I want them to be in the Mighty Duck, (laughs) you know, formation. (laughs) You know, archers just, in the back, you know, and it, and it was like, I mean, I assume that's pretty complex, you know, like I've, I've seen some postmortems on Age of Empires, but like, you know, in, in the moment, it seemed like the AI was really simple, you know, like just swang, like.
1: So in a game like that, in a game like XCOM, the enemy units obviously have their own AI and they make tactical decisions as they cross the map. Mm hmm. Uh do you know if those decisions are random or is it well I mean I guess it, it might seem random even if it's not because you don't know what the decision making looks like but yeah do you think it's just complex decision making or do you think it's just like random or both
0: well this is where i put my game developer hat on scoop so in in game oh, the silly hat you know the only hat i have um <laughs> In game development there's a concept that i think is used probably in physics and math and other things but like weighted randomness you know what i mean yeah. oh, so yeah. it's, so it's like it's not purely random right because if a character could choose like in every turn and, and you learn this a lot especially if you make like a strategy type game that if you just say, okay, a character can make a decision. If another enemy, if an enemy is in front of you, you can make five decisions, attack them, move, take cover, heal yourself, blah, blah, blah. Slee the battle. Mm -hmm. You you know, you can give those (laughs) five choices, right? But here's the thing, if you do that, the enemies always feel stupid because they'll stand in front of you, you'll have low health and they'll go, I'm just gonna move and not attack. You know mm-hmm. so you have to right. use weighted randomness which is like okay you can choose between five options now if the enemy in front of you has low health and they're not in cover and they recently shot you know then it like tilts it adds a percentage toward that direction oh if they haven't done this so it still has some level of randomness that rng that we we all know mm-hmm. in love but that RNG is very much tilted toward what would most be advantageous. But there are the situations where, like, an enemy will be standing right in front of you and have a gun. You have no cover. You're about to die. And they'll just go, you know, use some weird ability that's not going to help them for five turns. And you just murder them. So. Yeah, so it's right. like random within okay. conditions.
1: It's 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 random, but it's mostly it's more geared towards this decis- like actual decision making. That makes sense. So my question—I don't know why I'm setting this up. My question, another question I have: uh, uh, Why not just have pure decision making? Right? Like, if the if the enemy knows it has low health and just shot and isn't in cover, why even have a chance of not going to cover? Why not just go to cover? Well, so,
2: w- yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. All this conversation is making me think of—I think what the first few Pokemon games were were pure decision. Um, and so I don't know if you guys remember, but like Pokemon Red and Blue, they had like super gimpable systems because especially when you were going up against gym leaders, um, they would have Pokemon that had specific movesets that would counter what they thought the player would come in there with. Like for example, uh, you know, in, in the fighting type gym, if you brought in uh, a flying type, but I think all of them were like normal flying, then they would have, electric type move or something. But if you had one of the flying types, and this is the wrong scenario, but just to get to my point, if you had the flying type that was impervious to electric type moves, so they had no effect, it would only have that condition. It's like, oh, they're using a flying type Pokemon, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to use my electric move every time. And so every time they'd use that same move and it would have no effect, Hmm. the AI would. and So So
1: it was pure decision making, but it wasn't nuanced enough.
2: Exactly, yeah, to where it would try the first like the purest decision it would fail then it would switch that didn't exist mm-hmm. right. so, so so it would and then it would it would try to i forgot what it would do like it would run out of PowerPoints for the move i forgot what it would default to after that
1: i never yeah. knew that cp the, the computer players could run out of yeah they could run out of,
0: yeah so they have to use a like dead nothing that Pokemon does nothing or whatever. Like that normally happens when you fight like a, like you have an enemy, like you have a Pokemon, like uh, what's his name that can harden? Or oh, Kakuna. Or yeah. And you just, Metapod. Them, you know, and then you find like a, a character uh, and a, a Pokemon that has a lot of special attacks. They have low, you know, PP mm-hmm. or how many they can do. So, yeah. uh, so, so one thing, you know, okay. So that's an interesting question that you just posed about decision. So so this is actually like one of those things that as humans we we do naturally, but we don't realize like we are not like purely decision making people. We're Mm. like situational like right reactionary, you know, and we're also thinking ahead. So one reason that I think you have you can why a good AI doesn't just react necessarily in the best way on every action is because sometimes doing something that is not the best in the moment is better for you in the long term right uh, like it's like chess like sometimes you let somebody take something because you want them to take it so that you can move them into the position that's advantageous for you five moves down the road and yeah really good ai is like not just making moment moment to moment decisions it's also like okay, a character moved this way and he keeps shooting me like this. Okay, I'm going to move here and then because of this, maybe he'll do this, right? That's really, really, really difficult to program, right?
1: Yeah, like, do into... any games do that?
0: There's some games. Know. So there's a game named Fear. Do y'all know Fear? Yeah. So um, yeah. Fear, for those who don't know, Fear is like uh, like the... I don't know how many games did this. This might've been the first of a kind, but it was like a first person shooter horror game. And um, they did such a good job with it. One of my favorite horror games of all time. But anyway, that
1: was like the first game with bullet time mechanics, right?
0: Or was it? Um, not the first game, but one of the games that did it best. I mean, like you could say that Max Payne was probably the first one Mm. to make it popular. Mm hmm. Um, I can't think of a game before. I think there was another game before Max Payne, but I think Max Payne was, and I think it was Mid-Pain. made by Rockstar or something before that.
1: Max Payne was made by uh, Remedy.
0: Remedy, um, mm. I think. Okay, anyway. I can't. But anywho, um, <laughs> so so yeah, so fear. You've, you like had one of those games where like the AI um, would like pay attention to what you're doing. And then, like, I, I remember a particular fight where I'm, like, fighting these AI in a battle, and what I would do is I'd just run up to them, and I'd, like, shoot at them, and they could take cover, but I couldn't, right? It was, like, one of those kind of games. And what they did was they realized, I don't know if this was just emergent and it just happened, but it felt really, really crazy first of all the ai and fear was like a top like head of the game at this time in general so this was this kind of stuff was happening all the time i remember i was just shooting at him shooting at him and it was like in a hallway and there was like two rooms one to my left to to my right both of those rooms had two entrances like one to like close to me and one further down the hallway okay i don't know if that makes any sense so -hmm. anyway like there's like maybe four guys so i'm shooting at them and they're all taking cover and like popping out shooting at me and Like, this is going on for a while. They're really strong, and I can't really move down the hallway. So, what happens is, like, all of a sudden, like, they're all shooting at me. And I'm, like, shooting at three or four people. And then, like, they all go cover, And, like, I go back and I hide. I come back, and I start shooting. And there's only one of them. Oh. And I'm like, what? So, I'm like, oh, they must have backed out. These boys, they split up and flanked me. (laughs) <laughs> while keeping the dude one dude in the middle keeping me busy wow got him and i'm over here shooting him he's just like popping under cover i can barely get him he has pretty like a an armor or something so i'm da-da-da-da-da. and then like all of a sudden the door i hear like the doors near me open i look and i'm getting shot from both sides and the front Snip. and i get killed and i was like bro what in yeah. the world just happened and <laughs> you got you got worked son i got worked and, and it would happen all the time in fear and um you know somewhat probably emergent meaning it wasn't like designed that way per se but I think some of that was really the AI like paying attention to what I was doing and um, you know taking actions um, I mean there's another example I can give really quickly is um in Left for Dead are y'all familiar familiar with the director mm-hmm. or the producer the producer I think it was called or the director I can't remember uh, their system for how they managed AI so essentially it would make the game harder or easier, depending on how you played. Yeah. So if you were doing really well, it would send more zombies or more special zombies or from the back or the front. So like that game, the way that the AI worked, it was like really paying attention to what you were doing. And it was like trying to basically tailor the experience to your behavior. Mm hmm. You know, so it That's kind of, really difficult.
2: Yeah. And it was super cool. That's why Left 4 Dead is one of the best, you know like they they it, really did a great job, yeah, and it was like deeper on the levels like if somebody got separated from the group, then mm-hmm. they would auto then they would send more zombies to them to kind of bring the group back together if <clears throat> yeah, like we were saying if if they were doing too easy in a certain area, then it would block a route mm-hmm. and lead them to an area with like less cover or less resource or something to to build the intensity. Like it was, it's crazy because it, like a, a, a big part of, I guess, what makes good AI also is good level design to mm. where you could yeah, yeah. filter or you move the player into places that lets your AI shine in a different way. Yeah.
1: I haven't played it in a long time, but I, and I never thought about it, but I always hear about how good the AI for Half-Life 2 was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Cause those guys, I mean. Especially the the uh, police officers that you fight. Yeah. Um. The the compound the. Uh, Where you fight them Yoda.
0: inside? Yeah, yeah. I know. Like the
1: not the jail. It's like a jail. Area. Just all over this, all over the game. But yeah, basically the alien police officers. Yeah, they like work together to to flank you and flush you out with grenades and stuff. Man, um, they're really smart. Just wait till you play Half Life Three. <laughs> I mean I think even playing S. half-life S. Alex is would probably be comparable
2: yeah yeah
0: I want I wanna play that game. I think AI is so difficult in games because there's like so many levels of like the contextual what is the player doing what what they do what's their behavior um, and then it's like pathfinding and we all know mm, about yeah. pathfinding because that is like the number one gimpable thing <laughs> yeah in, in any game. You know, like, (laughs) I I, I, I just feel like I've played so many games where it's just like, you you have a character just caught in the, you know, I
2: fought a boss, and it's just caught in the corner. I'm like, perfect. (laughs) I win. Yeah, with his back (laughs) turned. It's just like, how did you even get over there, first off?
1: (laughs) Dude, have you guys, I've talked about it a few times. Gears of War actually has some really good AI. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... You'll catch one of the big bosses like trying to get basically kind of getting stuck on a corner or something for a little bit. But they do a really good job of not letting you do that too often. And it's actually like – so there's like one boss you have to fight um, and she is only vulnerable on her back. So you have to shoot her on the back. Uh, but she's always like twisting and turning like it's, and she's very fast and very deadly. So it's not really advantageous to get too close and try to sneak up on her. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to stay in one spot and hope she turns her back on you. Um, oh. But she she never like stays facing away from you, and if you shoot her too much, she'll turn around and hit you with like almost instant kill. But um, so you're always you're always on your toes. It's really fun though because the gears games, you know, if you guys haven't played, they all have this cover system, which mm-hmm. sometimes drives me crazy. But basically, you can push the dash button near cover, and your character will slide towards that cover and kind of be crouched down. Mm-hmm. Push it again they'll like vault over the cover um so i don't know i can't tell you how many times i've been trying to run and get stuck on a piece of cover that i'm Absolutely. going past and you or like <laughs> one oh god i've i've gotten killed so many dumb ways and i always laugh because sometimes the the human sized the humanoid enemies that you're fighting sometimes they vault over cover or they take cover or whatever and sometimes you'll catch them like they'll 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 be running away from you and they'll vault over it and then maybe for some reason they'll vault back. And so you just catch them because like they just <laughs> wasted. they just wasted. It. and it's a slow animation, you know, so mm-hmm. like and you laugh at them, but then I did the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like who's like, the NPC now? I will definitely <laughs> I will definitely vault over some cover and then be like, oh, there's too many enemies here and try to go back. Mm-hmm. And whether I get killed or not, I'm like, dang, I just did the exact same thing. So I gotta give them credit. Like that's pretty. It's pretty realistic most times. Um, yeah, and they work. So. They probably they. I mean, I I play mostly in horde mode, so that really, there's just it's just numbers. I don't think they're trying to flank me, but like, mm. it's it feels like there's like you know I'm being invaded from all sides by a horde of monsters. That's always yeah.
2: a, a cool feeling, I guess. When the when the AI does feel like it's super intense. Do you guys think it's better for? And this might be too general of a question, but when AI is more passive or more aggressive when it comes to responding to the player.
0: when when, when you say what do you mean
2: by, by that? What do you mean? So, like in in Gears and even in kinda in I guess the division that we've been playing, if you don't I guess shoot at an enemy or something like they'll approach you and like they'll they'll try to get to you, even if you're even if you're shooting at them versus, I guess, stay away or try to avoid you. Like, oh, you mean like so
0: like the the aggressiveness, almost like vision cone type of, like... The
1: aggression, yeah. yeah. Whether they whether they hang back, whether they come up on you.
0: You know, it's so interesting that you asked that because I've actually debated with myself about this question because, cause, you know, like you play in a game and sometimes it feels so unrealistic that you could just walk up behind a dude, like, like, in like, stab him in the neck, like, in Assassin's Creed or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sneak up and, like, just shoot him in the back of the head or steal something out of his pocket. And you're like, bro, like, you clearly could have heard me or smelled me <laughs> or something. Because I clearly something. stank. Because I've been doing this for, like, ten days nonstop. Um, but I think that's where, like, in a game... Uh, I think we were talking about this in the boss uh, lo- uh The boss level. In the boss episode, <laughs> me and Steve where you don't want a perfect AI. You just want an AI that kind of, you want a dumb AI that feels like it can respond intellectually. Mm -hmm. Because like, sometimes you don't want an enemy to always aggro every time. Because like, think about how far we can see, like as humans, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just walk down, like in division, it's like a lot of streets and a lot of stuff like that. Like I think about if I walk, every time I walk out on the street and somebody could see me, at the same distance that i could see them it would be yeah. non-stop fights like i would never be able to avoid a fight i would never be able to just be do a thing like i think it's cool that developers have realized and, and not that it's that they realized they already knew this is that like <laughs> it should be the player who aggros the enemy not the enemy who aggros the player mm. you know
1: i think it depends on the game I mean, I mean, for, for yeah, a stealth ahead. game, you know, obviously, that would be backwards.
2: Oh yeah. Wait wait wait. I mean, wait if, see, they, if they see you, they should engage because you're supposed to be out of sight. But that's the player aggroing them, right? Like no you, no
1: no. I'm saying you, you're saying that you're basically correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying the player should be engaging in battles. What
0: what I mean is that the player should knowingly, they should be the person. They should by any fault of their own or by choice be the reason that an ai interacts with them like you don't want it to feel like every time you walk out in a game you just like you know in halo on like master mode or whatever highest difficulty where they snipe you instantly like it's cool because you have a little bit of control of like when they like alert but if they were just like really patrolling you just get sniped instantly every time (laughs) and i I so it's kind of like it's kind of like you are the director of the story. Like you're you're pushing it forward instead of the game imposing itself on you, if that makes sense.
1: I don't know if that answers Kyle's question. I think he was talking about like the disposition of like the tactics of a game. I I, I actually think that what the situations you're discussing are, com- are separate enough to be like conceptually totally different. Like aggro for me is different from the tactics of an AI. And I think you're totally right you're, I think you're pretty much right about aggro but I don't know if that was what Kyle was asking about because we were talking about like you're in a firefight already, you know Is that how does the how does the AI respond while when you're already in a firefight?
0: Yeah, so what did, what did you did what what was did I answer your question the wrong question or
2: So yeah, I'm with Steve. I agree <clears throat> yeah, about the aggro and you know I don't it it usually feels bad in a good way, you know, when you're trying to avoid a fight. But then they see you. But yeah, I'd never play on Halo Legendary mode ever again because of exactly what you described. You know, like you load in and you'd be spawn killed in the campaign. (laughs) And it's like, well, now I have to look at a loading screen again because that's not how this works. Um, But, But you know, my question was more was more about, yeah, after the engagement has started. And and that's why I guess it was kind of broad, because I know that AI, depending on, I guess, their archetypes could have different responses to the player. Yeah. As long as they're aware of them, like they shouldn't all be aggressive. They shouldn't all be passive. But having a mixture could be nice. Uh, ah. Okay. Okay. So you mean in
0: an engagement? Hmm. Yeah. Do you like do? So is it do? Do I personally like it better when they're aggressive, or sh- do you think it's more like a better design if they're aggressive or passive? If that was more your I question. I think
1: he was asking if it's better design.
2: Yeah. More from a yeah design perspective. You know, like. I guess if you, if you had if it had to be one or the other like Which one two you? aggressive enemies or passive enemies that kind of wait for you.
1: I don't know why we would limit it and say if it has to be one or the other. I think if it has to be one or the other they're both bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's fair. Yeah, 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 I think you almost answered your question. Like yeah, I think that I think that's where like AI design is really good where they it's a mix. Right, and it's funny be- that you say what you said earlier, Steve, about the uh, the grunt or whatever. Not the grunt. Uh, I guess they might have been called grunt. I can't remember what they're called. In, yeah, in, uh, in Halo. In uh, no, no, uh, Gears of War, the big dudes who are kind of uh, like the, dro- the the drones, the normal dudes, um, where he jumped over cover and then jumped back, um, because in Division, <laughs> one thing that me and guy laugh about all the time is when a character is an uh, enemy is climbing something. In the middle of a (laughs) firefight, (laughs) just in the animation, which is like, "Well, you're dead." (laughs) Yeah, the slowest animations, and it's super slow. But that's the same animation we have. Yes, and and it's funny because we do stupid stuff in games all the time, but we would perceive it as dumb if an AI (laughs) did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, like you said, do you
1: do stupid stuff? Like, do you decide to do stupid stuff, or do you have misinputs and accidentally do stupid stuff? Both.
2: Right, so should the AI? It feels like they're doing both too. (laughs) Should the AI have (laughs)
1: misinputs?
2: Yeah, that I mean, I I think it's always going to look like an intentionally dumb decision from our perspective um, because we know it's not a person. But I think I I think it's enjoyable when it does seem like the AI makes a mistake. But if if it's not too often, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So if I could answer your question, Kyle, I would say, yeah, I think your question is too broad. I think the the goal should be not a question of, oh, is it two, is it one or the other. I think the goal should be to for the AI to know what the player what the player's tendency will be and to counter it. Mm. And whether that's based on past experience, like, oh, Brad when Brad plays, he tends to favor this gun and he tends to hang back and, and snipe, you know, and let them come to him. Then the AI should, uh, wait, 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 sorry. I got, I got, that's two separate thoughts. I got mixed up either that through past experience or just knowing the situation where it's not based on the specific character, but it's based on the situation. So for example, the difference between a lot of heavy tanky enemies on the field versus a few grunts on the field I would act totally different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then whoever's programming it would probably be able to guess how somebody would act and counter. Um, so, like maybe if there's a bunch of tanks, they all charge you at once. But if there's like a couple weaklings left, they run away and they hide and they, they take pot shots at you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: so not just not just game wide, not just like situational to the game, but situational to the situation, to like the environment even.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a a very, yeah, like, that's interesting, like, that in, that how they would approach you is depending on how they, like, even, like, how confident they are (laughs) about you, right? Because, like, you know, in general, the general enemy in any game is, like, kind of throwaway, like, just shoot them and kill them. But when there's, like, 10 of them, like, you, they, like, they should be more aggressive, right? Like, if there's 10 of them, Mm -hmm. why not three of them push? Yeah. Yeah. And then. You know but also you have to think well what what are the what is the intent or what's the goals of each of these individual enemies right like when we're playing the game our goal is to not die as an individual mm-hmm. in an AI game if in a game maybe the AI's only goal is to kill you at any cost so like a zombie game yeah zombie game so like okay let's send five people and then have two snipers in the back right that'll probably kill you but like Once again, do you want a perfect AI with no fear or do you want an AI that's kind of like feels a little human that kind of makes mistakes and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I guess you could and you could I wouldn't say humanize. I guess you could characterize your different the different NPCs, the different enemies, and that would play into how they act in different situations. So another Halo example, and this is kind of a famous example, is... um, The grunts are super aggressive and they'll just come at you normally if there's elites around. Oh yeah. But once you kill once you kill the elites, they freak out and scatter. Yeah. Which is always That's a good point. (laughs) Not only do they scatter, but to the point of of immersion, they'll be like flee. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like they act scared. You you know what's interesting? Like like I I feel like I would love to so y'all know um from the Smash Brothers community, not Hungry Box. Hungry Box is a Mortal Enemy. Um, Mewtwo King. Laughing? No, no, no. Original Enemy. Uh, have y'all have y'all not seen the Smash Brothers documentary yet?
1: It's no. been a while. Oh no! You keep telling me about um, it. And I just he's like I he had
0: long hair. He was like the coolest guy in the Smash scene. He like used to win a ton of tournaments, particularly in melee. Uh, is it
1: one of the gods? Is it Mango? Manga.
0: manga. Mango, mango, mango. So, mango is, like, what I think is the perfect representation of what, like, AI would, should be. So, wait, just bear with me for a second. So, okay. one thing that you'll, lo- like, okay, Mewtwo King and Hungrybox. If you, if you think about them, they're what I consider, like, the AI we have now. <laughs> like, they do what's best to win, Like the perfect Mm -hmm. AI.
1: What's what's optimal?
0: What's optimal, right? They're like, okay, if you ledge grab, I'm gonna do this. If you do this, I'm gonna short hop there. Blah blah blah. Like they're gonna do this, and if I'm hungry box, I'm just gonna short hop. You know, Jiggly Puff you to death, right? Like that's all I'm gonna do because that's the most efficient way. And that's like the bad AI in the game because it kills you every time you deal with it because it headshots you. You know, master's level. I keep calling it master's level. Um. Legendary, legendary. Thank you. (laughs) And I don't know why masters in Halo. Now, now, the reason why I think Mango is like the perfect AI is because he does things that doesn't make sense, but it's because he's trying to do something that is very human. Like he wants to make a highlight reel. He wants to clown you. He wants to mm. try something. So there's, so there's like the best clips I've ever seen. It's him like beating somebody soundly. He has a uh, uh, Falcon. And he like hits the person off the screen. The person's not going to make it back. They both have one life. This is in the, a finals of a tournament. <laughs> the person's off screen. Mango runs across the stage.
1: I'm already shaking my head.
0: Double jumps. <laughs> off screen. Yeah. Knees the person to death like right that right. is crazy like it's the biggest flex the biggest flex but that is like those moments that are like utterly human like like a person like you would only do that if you had some like intrinsic motivation of like you know what i want to clown this person yeah. or In i want to do this wow and like i feel like an ai that like would purposefully like dupe you into thinking they're garbage and then like like oh like they're missing all their shots so you like push them a little and then they're like Actually, I'm like ten level 25. <laughs> you know, like,
2: yeah. you know, that'd be really cool. I don't know. That's <laughs> So some of the Smash Bros AI, like level 9 uh NPCs have mm-hmm. or CPUs, I guess they call them in there. They have been pretty disrespectful in ultimate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're very disrespectful, however, it is still easy to gimp them once you find their like two or three habits. Yeah. Like every every CPU in Smash will double jump to avoid you if you're or they'll dodge in the air if you oh, come up to yes. meet them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you try to juggle them, they'll always air dodge.
0: And then you could do yeah, So
1: I've got I've gotten a bad habit. This is why I don't play NP this is why I don't play CPUs very much. I tell people not to do it, not to practice with them. Mm-mm. I've gotten a bad habit of just like going up there and then letting someone air dodge and then getting them. But like a lot of players do that and it works, but then a lot of players don't do that, and I get punished because yeah. <laughs> I'm just assuming they're gonna do it. I have become the CPU,
0: <laughs> I have become the CPU. <laughs> I yeah. always air dodge when they attack me. For... <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: so, you bring up a good point um, about like training, I guess, against CPUs and for game competitive games like Smash. I feel like, yeah, you, you can build up some really bad habits, but what about? High-level CPUs and shooters and stuff. Do you think that AI is better to go up against no if you're idea. gonna do
1: high-level play? I have no idea. I've never experienced or seen it.
0: I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I think they're.
1: I can't imagine it's much better. I
0: think they have to be dumb because otherwise, like, you're not gonna have those satisfying moments of getting a headshot
1: on an enemy or
0: mm. like, like I, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is like, what would it feel like in something like apex legends to have like high level like bots but not like you know oh these bots are garbage but like high level bots right Mm -hmm. that like can hit you shoot you really well can like do all that stuff like is it's almost like in a shooter i feel like the shooter ai has to be somewhat dumb otherwise You'll just get murdered because it's like accuracy and skill, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, those games rely a lot more on they feel cheap accuracy. Yeah, like you and the time to death is was it time to kill? Time to death is so low in a lot of these games.
0: Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it, would, it would, I feel like in Apex you could maybe have NPCs or uh, CPUs or whatever running around. Um, I I know that in Fortnite they do that now or something or
2: they did yeah
1: yeah like, they
2: they still do yeah you know
1: and in uh i mean especially in apex like they would be scrub killers but the the high level players would just completely dominate them because oh, yeah. you know the high level play is just bonkers and i don't think a cpu unless somebody really wants to make a deadly cpu <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to see a cpu that can uh you whatever dash jump from two between two poles going up a building and then <laughs> kill you you know like oh come gosh. out the back <laughs> well, well i think that's like the problem with like
0: ais and competitive games and i think you've mentioned this before steve like the reason why you're not a big fan of them like online competitive games because the meta changes a lot and like how yeah. you play and like just imagine trying to program a competitive ai in a game like apex where people mm. are just creating new strats and you know, weapon loadout. Like, you would have to keep up with the game and, like, program it differently every day almost. You know?
1: You or just watch. Make a your... really good program that can do it for you. Ooh. ooh make an AI. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. It would be so complex. Make an AI that makes its
0: own AIs? That just seems.
1: <laughs>
2: you it's know? constantly studying gameplay videos.
1: And all, all it knows is how to shoot humans. And one day it
0: just 3D prints itself. <laughs> you know, and then and a gun. And a wingman. <laughs> yeah, a wingman. It just just goes around like it's over, son. Over here. Crouch. Crouch. Uh, what do you call it? Left, right, yeah. Uh, Strafing on you. All head, it says head. is, I am the champion. <laughs> Give me that dub. All the time. Give me that dub. It's just you're just walking down the street and you just see a guy like crouching over and
1: over with the wingman in his hand. You're like, no, oh, no, that's the AI. Oh that's no. <laughs> that was one cool thing about I Robot. Um, that's the Will Smith movie, right? I Robot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Will Smith. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was one of the cool things. Is that those those robots weren't just stronger, and they weren't just like a lot of them, and they didn't they weren't just good shots with a gun. Although I don't think they really used guns very much. Uh, the reason Sonny was so dangerous, even compared to the other robots, was because of how nimble he was. Because mm. it's like, imagine if an AI gets into the real world and is like oh there's like more movement options and it just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the meta just explodes because oh, it's like oh i can do a double twist backflip and break someone's neck on the way over like there's nothing stopping me
0: what's it called in uh, uh first foot shooters b hopping or whatever where you can like hop <laughs> like to move oh yeah to be Slide. faster like yeah. you just like they're finding <laughs> advanced movement strats in real life, it's like all right, we good now. <laughs> you, you know, like uh, kind of changing the topic a little bit. Like, I, I I don't know if you guys have ever played uh, Majora's Mask for uh, a while. Zelda. Like, I wanted to talk a little bit about AI with like NPCs in like villages and like mm. towns and like ones that are like non-aggressive
1: AIs, mm-hmm. but like, oh, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, like Skyrim, Skyrim villages. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly, like villages where like You know in a way you're you leave and you come back right and you don't know what's happened since then um like Skyrim is really cool and and I always think of uh, Majora's Mask and it's a little different because I don't even know if 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 I can call it AI because it's more of like a pattern you know like they have a schedule you know what I'm saying like of what they do and how they do it but I've always... You could say it's low-level AI. Right? Like, you just program, like, oh, they're gonna be in this place at this time, they're gonna do this at this time, and... You go to sleep at this, this time. This time. Like, I've... I, and and that's kind of my question. Do you guys, like, see games where, like, uh, the, AI, the NPCs kind of have, like, schedules as AI? Or is that just, like, completely different? Like, oh, like, oh, well, not really, because they're not intelligent. They're just more, like... They just follow a script and they never...
1: I mean, none of them are intelligent. I would say it's like the least intelligent AI. Mm
2: -hmm. Shots fired.
1: (laughs) When I say none of them are intelligent, I mean that none of them are like conscious. They're not sentient, you know?
2: They're not making decisions. Mm. Although,
1: I I guess generally I would assume that intelligence does not equal sentience. So yeah, uh, when I meant they're not intelligent, I just mean none of them are super duper intelligent. But yeah, I, I think... In terms of games, like, AI really just means anything that appears intelligent. intelligent. Mm-hmm. That's what AI stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can... Wow, no one called me on that? Is that I mean, <laughs> I just
0: was just going to let it go. I was like, this appears man... Appears
1: intelligent.
0: I was like, that's a, a very interesting way. I was just going to call you out later and say, also, I don't know. I didn't want to be the... Well, actually i was, just gonna, yeah. I was just gonna let it fly i was definitely I was gonna, let, it, you guys. gonna let you
2: finish you know? i was gonna let you just do your thing
0: i've been thinking about that for the past five minutes um <laughs> anyway well you're you're an ai you appear intelligent but you're actually That's right. <laughs> thinking of That's this right. joke the whole time but anyway in terms
1: in terms of like making a game i would say anything that in that intends to make something look intelligent is artificial intelligence right like even if it's just a list of dialogue options that are meant to seem like a conversation like that's ai Mm -hmm. that's pretty cheap ai Mm -hmm. but or depending on how i guess on how complex the conversation is but yeah sure why not
2: yeah it's pretty broad i mean so i guess that begs the question what in a game seems like ai but isn't if an npc that has a schedule is like the lowest form of ai is there something that's i guess similar to that that just isn't ai anymore
1: i have an idea okay um emergent systems that don't correspond to like an intelligent creature but are just like nature so in breath of the wild you know you can like set up a a trap with with explosive barrels and fire arrows and or you can kill somebody by throwing a weapon at them and the lightning strikes it and kills them like there's lots of com- complexity and nuance in the game that was built into it, but it doesn't appear intelligent.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So you uh, said I, the systems? Yeah, I guess I would just say like system. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I would say systems, but a lot of things can be described as systems. So I, I'll i say systems that correspond to like non-living, non-intelligent Mm -hmm. aspects of the game
0: yeah i was was gonna gonna say brad i was gonna say like honestly in most games where there's npcs in villages let's take for example skyrim like the the npcs can seem like intelligent sometimes right like you might go up to them and they might say oh man did you see that dragon that flew by or oh like i don't want the you know like they might respond to things but really, uh-huh. they just have, like, a, a few limited responses and eventually you hit the end of their, their like, loop or whatever, like, and it, like, yeah. restarts, right? So it feels, almost, it's kind of like what I was, you know, even talking about San Andreas and I thought that was the coolest moment. Eventually, you realize, like, oh, wait, there's, like, this is not that deep, per se. Like, this guy is responding to some type of quote unquote stimuli. Oh, you're swole now. Oh, you have a nice car. You know, like, it's not really intelligent, you know? I I feel like enemies can be intelligent because they're trying to respond to you and react. But I feel like the NPCs rarely are like really doing something emergent that you're like, whoa, I would have never expected that. Like,
2: yeah.
1: Well, I would, I mean, I actually would wonder if the enemy AI is as built up as the NPC like speech AI, right? Like Mm. I think that we give, we give the enemies a lot of credit because they're like, it seems, it seems more intelligent, but I think a lot of that is just the fact that they're running around and pathfinding to you or away from you and shooting at you. Like I think they're probably also making very shallow observations and just running on, a yeah. script like that it just looks more complex cuz it involves i mean more action p-
0: people would dare say that we just run on a really like yeah. an ai that's just the same thing <laughs> right it just responds yeah. and it's like who you call an
1: ai you boy i think our i think <laughs> our intelligence is capable of a lot more but in general yeah i think people just kind of act at a low level of intelligence by default and then you know if something gets our attention we kind of perk up
0: yeah like if you just so, go into a room and throw down a firecracker 99.9% of people are going to react to the stimuli as like oh my goodness you know they're going to jump or turn toward that sound right because yeah they'll do the same thing you know that kinda, one guy you like oh he did oh he's <laughs> like oh we need to take him to jail right now you know <laughs> like that's because he's not a sheep. He's I'm, not the sheep i'm not like you sheeple I train myself I in, group. in the darkness. I made a machine that shoots out firecrackers in the darkness at random intervals was ready. to prepare me in the middle of the night when I sleep.
1: I don't believe in groupthink. <laughs> it's like, yes, sir. Drives me crazy. Now, it's, it's, come with us. <laughs> there really are people who will like scoff at the idea, at the idea that if you yell fire in a crowded place that everyone panics and runs. Like, yeah. It's a fire, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. like just because everyone's doing the same thing, maybe it's because it's the smartest thing to do. <laughs>
0: right. I feel like the people who say stuff like that are also people who've never done anything ever, and they ever in like Probably. it's like going back to that guy in like One Punch Man who's like, "Well, actually, I think that the heroes are actually this weak," and da, 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 you know, like, it, oh, you I like had yeah, no you, idea you have a lot of opinions, but you speak like you're intellectual, but you're just a fool, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like it. In general, I think it necessitates, like in a game, it's a necessity to have an a more intelligent enemy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be the primary thing that the player does, right? Like fair enough, yeah. In division, yeah, you know. But it, it would be interesting if, like, you could make an AI for an NPC, where you don't really give it like, like like you don't you give it like a bank of lines, like. Hundred, a 1, thousand lines, Ooh. and and they're all like contextual. And how they string those together is just like dependent on how you as a player interact with them. Uh-huh. So they may like decide to only use the aggressive, angry things to you because you broke into their house when they're sleeping <laughs> one night because you're uh, the player character who just opens people's houses at night, you know, and throws
1: firecrackers, fire, yeah, you know, is. but well, you know. Two things. One, I would argue that it not every game will have that focus on enemies. For example, Skyrim. I can't say how smart the enemies are, but <laughs> I feel like they probably put they probably put a lot of effort into making the NPCs feel real because it's it's a role playing game mm-hmm. and you inter like a lot of the game isn't fighting; it's interacting. Yeah. So they probably did put as much as if not more effort. But I don't I don't know the if they I don't know if
0: it's AI, but more of like they just put more like lines of dialogue in the 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 rng you know
1: yeah i mean if it's just if it's just rng then you're right that's not greater intelligence i think that Um, that's fair
2: ai you know artificial intelligence like the word intelligence just has like this weird connotation behind it that something is like smart Mm -hmm. when really something can be artificially intelligent and just like, perform its task very well, or, like, in my opinion, like, AI, I think, could be, like, broken down to like, the acronyms AA and AR, which is, like, Artificial Awareness and Artificial Responses, because it doesn't have to be intelligent to to complete either of those things, but if it's doing both of those things, it feels alive, Mm -hmm. which we associate with some level of intelligence.
1: I... I would say that is actually what intelligence is. If you make a computer that can be aware of things and react to new stimuli and still get its job done like that, it's not alive. You haven't made, you haven't made a living computer, but right. that's in my mind, that's the definition of what intelligence is. And that's what artificial intelligence means. Yes. Um, on, um,
2: on that token, then I think that the debate between like, if something is guess responding even on a low level to anything you're doing then it kind of fits
0: yeah you know so so i think in the ai world it's like there's artificial intelligence and then general intelligence right and like artificial intelligence is essentially this machine this computer whatever it is can respond to a certain amount of stimuli right and Mm -hmm. and basically like oh if i tell the my mac to turn on, it'll do it this way and blah, blah, blah. But, like, a general intelligence would be my Mac can, without me telling it, can know, like, oh, Brad gets up at this time, and he normally does this, so I should get this set up so that when he does this, like, it's it's making, interp- like, decisions that are not um, necessarily based on just discrete inputs, and it can make yeah. decisions that are right. are not you know, necessarily... Like easy to, to determine why
2: it made that decision. Um, Alexa kind of does that. I think they're called hunches. Mm-hmm. Like if it if you do something
1: nice, I knew somebody <laughs> was going to set off an Alexa when you said that. Um,
2: hopefully, I set off everyone's. In in the
1: I, I, uh, I, I, I do not have listening.
0: an Alexa because I don't <laughs> trust our our overlords yet. They they still have some proof. She won't live in my house. Actually, you know, I trust Alexa, but I don't trust the people we <laughs> mm. using Alexa You know like so Facebook, mean... <laughs> Facebook recently decided They're going to get rid of All facial recognition software uh, That's not really a, a decision they made Because it's for the greater good It's because they don't want To pay for the regulation That facial recognition causes You know what I'm saying Like they mm. if, if they didn't have to I do I didn't know they were doing that Yeah cool. Yeah they're getting rid of it So no longer will I don't believe them It won't automatically identify A picture anymore Like um, in the future They're going to Oh like that.
2: tagging people In the Oh yeah, okay
0: Yeah like they're that was always kind of weird, and they're completely deleting their database, quote unquote. So no kidding, that, that's, that's huge. That's the claim. Um, so moving it to somewhere else. Yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting because, <laughs> I, yeah, that's what, I mean, honestly, I think they're just going to keep it and wait until legislation changes, and then be like, oh, guess yeah. what? We found an archive of our old data somewhere. There's some homeless <laughs> man had do on <laughs> the sixteen
2: gig flash drive in my desk.
1: <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> sixteen gigs. <laughs> They can do what I think Microsoft did and just bury a server in a in a tube out in the ocean somewhere. Mm.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, this is uh they they made the decision on their own, so it's not like a government agency is telling them to do it. So they don't have to do anything; they can do whatever they want.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, you know, like just kind of you know coming in on the AI conversation as we kind of you know get close to wrapping up here in a second, you know, like I think it's interesting because I feel like one of the big things that the discussion is like, you know, even from a game development standpoint and, you know, working in games and like l- like trying to program AIs is that like it really has to service the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like like what's sure. what's the point of like a super complex, you know, enemy in Halo if like you know, like if it doesn't make the game fun. You know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like it 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 kind of has to be like I wonder if if like let me ask you guys this: Do you guys think that developers actually dumb down AI? Like dumb down what? Not dumb down in the sense of like make their decisions less, you know, perfect, but more like they don't put much, as much into AI, because it would almost make games not fun. Like if the, mm-hmm. the if the AIs were like doing really deep
2: chess level yeah.
1: decisions, <laughs> huh? I think so. I... I have no idea. You can go ahead first, Kyle.
2: Yeah, I think so because one thing I think that makes really good AI, especially in like combat style games, is, you know, if they're predictable. Like Mm -hmm. if you can, like in the Batman Arkham games, what made you really feel like Batman is that you could predict what the AI would do and how they would react to certain stimuli. Like if you feel like you're supposed to be in the shadows and you can scare them and so you make a noise from the shadows and they don't react, then it's like, oh, or if they react sometimes, then it's like, well, I can't rely on on this. You know? Oh, wow, yeah. But if they react every time, then it's like, oh, well, this AI feels good because mm. I feel smart because I created this scenario that I can work in now. That's real.
1: That's real. However, you wouldn't necessarily expect the same thug to get scared twice in a row, would you?
2: No. I, I think in that scenario, once they get scared once, I feel like they should maybe wait for me to... Do what I'm going to do, like however they respond, and then maybe leave just because it wouldn't make sense for them to stay there if I scared them, you know, so, but, you- but I, think it, I think it becomes tiered. You know, they have decisions after that like they could look where they heard the sound come from or they could try to go meet up with one of the other guards and, you know, say, hey, I heard something over there. Yeah. something. But, yeah. but almost in a way like they do. You do in that case
0: want them to reset state because say you made a mistake and now he's always alerted so you can't do the thing that you want to do maybe it messes up your gameplay but that's maybe you know
1: for me that'd be fun you know i'd be like oh cool i have to i have to roll with it well yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean if you play arkham there's like challenge modes and that thing actually is annoying if they never go back to that status where they're not alerted um but yeah but what were you gonna say steve
1: yeah i was gonna say i don't really know um in my mind it's pretty i could totally imagine that Eventually, a studio just says, "Hey, we've put a lot of time and money into this. Let's leave it as it is and not make it any better." Yeah. But, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think that it it definitely would be weird if you were playing Halo and an Elite came out and was like, "I see where you are. You know, I'm <laughs> gonna wait here for you to come to me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- <laughs> He's <just> like, <laughs> you know? "Come to me, boy. I'm going to kill you." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, on one hand, that'd be freaking dope. But like, if that could just happen at any point in the game, it'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah. you or like, elite that speaks or, or a grunt
0: drops their weapon, picks up a sword that a from a, a
1: elite, yeah. and then just stabs you <laughs> in the back. Like,
2: like wow, you got me. Wow, I, <laughs> this game is immersive.
1: I would prefer if elite, if the grunts that have like bazookas, or actually the grunts, forget the grunts, talk about the flood that ha- carry yeah. rocket launchers. If they didn't just. Suicide, like they come around the corner and immediately get blasted point blank with <laughs> a rocket launcher. We both die, <laughs> like, although it's the flood, so that, that actually that kind of
0: makes sense in their character. Yeah. It does make sense, yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my last thought is actually kind of what you said, uh, Kyle reminded me of the game The Last Guardian. Uh, you know, mm. I, I don't know if you guys have played that, but it's a really, really awesome game. If you haven't played it, I, I think every person who's ever plays games ha- should play The Last Guardian. It's an experience, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the journey because it. And I'm not going to tell you anything more than, than one thing that people complained about it is that Trico, the the main dog the, giant bird, dog,
1: the monster, you, you know,
0: um, Griffin thing, is that he was almost too much like a dog, in the sense that he they purposely programmed him so that he would avoid he would ignore your command sometimes, like mm. a dog would, but mm-hmm. but what happens is this game is heavily puzzle based and you need to tell Trico to do things sometimes. And what'll happen is you'll be like, Trico, stand up here, Trico, go up here. And Trico will just like, just look at you like, oh, I can't do that. And a lot of times you're you're depending on his feedback to know, oh, if I can or cannot do something. Uh. And what ends up happening is sometimes he'll just do that because he's being a jerk and just being an (laughs) animal. Being a dog. You'll spend like literally 30 minutes in a room When the thing that you tried the first time was the right thing, but he just was deciding to ignore you, like, repeatedly, and then he'll do it. Is that good gameplay? It is not good gameplay, and that's, (laughs) it is really annoying, (laughs) and I think that's one of those cases, I, I never, I didn't even think about it, but as you were talking about it, Kyle, it's like, and I think that's why sometimes you have to make your AI not that good. Like, it's, they almost did it too good, where it was almost too immersive, where, mm-hmm. like, it was actually an animal instead of, like, hey, just do what I need you to do and give me the feedback.
1: <laughs> um, well, I feel like that could be fixed if they kept the behavior but just changed the feedback so that didn't it didn't look like, oh, I can't do this. But it looked like I'm not going to do I this. I don't
0: feel like doing it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that yeah. would be the concession. Because, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great it's, – it's one of those games that, like, I'm going to probably wait another year or two and then play again so that I forget wow. everything. Because it's so good. Like, the story – the experiences, it is so cinematic and the AI is so crazy in that game. It is wild. I can't believe I'm just remembering it. Uh, <laughs> at the end of our, our talk. But um yeah, man. No, that was that was really cool, you know. Um you, you know, like we could get into talking about real artificial intelligence in it, and that's a whole nother conversation. Y'all don't wanna <laughs> y'all don't wanna go in that rabbit hole with me. Like I'm really in that rabbit hole. Um Yo. I, I, I think I agree with some scientists that if artificial intelligence is maybe the, may, the the most likely existential threat we have, like to just kill all humans like right. that is, It would happen like, immediately. It would it would happen the moment that we were guaranteed to die would happen and we wouldn't notice. And all of a sudden we'd be dead like 10 years later. <laughs> it would already be in motion. All of a sudden, there's nothing we could do. There'd be nothing we could do about it. But anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Maybe we could talk about AI <laughs> and the downfall of man.
2: Singularity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring all the crazy AI, uh, think, experiment, <laughs> thought experience. There's so many crazy ones. Uh, maybe we could talk about that. But uh, I'll write yeah. that down. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, um, as always, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you for your time. was a you, pleasure. Thank you for your uh, thoughts. Um, and, and even as game developer, I'm now like, okay, man, I got to think about how I approach AI. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it makes me think a little bit more about the games I do enjoy a lot and how they've approached it. Um, so, yeah, you know, thank you, everybody out there in the Super Agile bros world. We appreciate y'all in the nation. Um, yeah. You know, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for you know everything you know whatever platform you thanks for five dollars thank you for five dollars if you decide to send (laughs) that to me but whatever platform you're listening on just know that we're on uh spotify we're on soundcloud and we are on youtube so if you haven't checked us out on youtube please go and subscribe and check us out so anywho thank you guys uh once again for uh being here on this wild ride uh thank you for listening and until next time peace